The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your monthly coaching call. This is your host, Frank Congelos. Our guest today and co-host, uh, Dave Suki, uh, Executive Vice President over at CNA Financial Group. Dave, it's great to see you and happy holidays. Thank you very much, Frank. It's the day before Thanksgiving. So hard to believe. I mean, it's been like a blink in the year. We're sitting here and I'm looking at the dates and I'm saying, wow, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yep. And then I was looking at the way the calendar falls this year and Christmas and everything else is going to be on us like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a crazy time of the year. And, yep. you know, when we get into, you know, looking at year end and the crazy time of the year, you know, there's a term, it's called that, you know, holiday hangover. And because of what we do for a living in finance, part of our conversation today is how to make sure that you don't get that hangover financially. Yeah. So that, you know, what happens is, is right now, you know, we're getting caught up in the emotions and so forth. And, you know, we want to treat people great. We want to take care of them, let them know how much we love and care about them. But at the same point, we don't want to be paying this off all the way through the course of next year. So, Dave, I know you have conversations with people with regard to, you know, budgeting and cash flow. And, you know, everything we talk about in our world is always around cash flow. Yeah. So what are some of the thoughts that you have as it relates to this time of the year? And, you know, people start, you know, taking out the credit cards, the checkbooks, and all of a sudden we start saying, okay, what do we got to do? Yeah. Yeah. Amazon is, is, is busy this time of year, Frank. Yeah. They make yes, it really easy, extra. too. Yeah, they do, by the way. They do. So, um, listen, I can just speak to my own personal situation. My youngest daughter's birthday is November 22nd. My oldest daughter's birthday is December 25th. And I have a, a, a dad's birthday and, a you know, we have Christmas, you know, and all that stuff. So this can get real emotional at the end of the year, right? So we have a saying. I thought like, you meant expensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, emotional from the spending standpoint, well, right? Yeah, because um, inexpensive. You know, you, you we all you know we all love this time of year. It brings on great. There's a reason for the season, as we know. Um, and a lot of times, when it comes to our finances, it's a great time first, Frank, to just I think take a break and just look back. Did you accomplish the goals that you set forth in 2019? Right? Did you? And you taught me this years ago. Do you prepare a financial statement? Right. So I think the intention around <laughs> That this time of year is helpful because it it gives you a mindset of like, well, I, I shouldn't go too crazy at the end of this year, blowing up maybe some good things I did earlier in the year by spending too much because we all tend to spend, and um, this time of year we like to spend more, right? So um, we have a we have a saying that we 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 utilize with our clients, which is, I want you to be a conscious spender, and in and an unconscious saver, right? So what I mean by that is a lot of us tend to save money consistently, but sometimes we're not as aware of what's going on in our spending. So we'd like to change that and maybe put more intention on having a conscious spending habit, and that'll create more unconscious savings, right? So I've done that for years with people and in my own life, and I find that because I'm intentional, I don't I don't tend to go overboard too much and I keep it within the boundaries of uh, you know of what you know financially you can afford and one of the things that you know I do and that I suggest that people give some thought to is um, think through what 
people need, uh, what they would enjoy, and then do your homework well in advance of getting to the point of purchase. And yeah. when I say that is, you know, so if you're going to do a little, you know, shopping online or whatever, you're going to research online, and all of a sudden start to almost budget so you know where you're going to be when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. The other one that I think is important is I know from a parent standpoint, we always think we have to be equal. So if you've got three kids or four kids or yeah. whatever, yeah. Well, we got to spend that on that and so forth, where it's really the impact of what it is that they were looking for. What is it that they want? And we want to be fair and, and you know so forth, but let's not get crazy with that. Yeah. You know, when you think that through, you know, it's, it's more a matter of meaning and thoughtfulness than it is the financial side. Although you don't want to go and spend, hey, we spent $500 on this person and five on that one. Um, that that right. wouldn't go over <laughs> well this, either. This inequity could, could get you in trouble. And Frank, as you know, we teach clients, there's an opportunity cost with dollars that we spend, right? So if we get the enjoyment out of them, got it, okay? We all like that in our lives. And if we don't, if we're not careful and we overspend, we may we're gonna lose dollars more than we even think because that carries forward in our lives, especially if we start paying interest on purchases. It's the old saying of you know, spend with your head, not over your head. Yeah. And then the other one that I always you know try to remind people around the holidays is is that, you know, if you have large families or whatever the case might be, you know, kind of keep in mind it's like so if there's, you know, five people or seven people in a house and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's buying one or two things or one or two things and so forth. It's like, you know, you can have somebody sitting there opening 20, 25 presents by the time you're all done because everybody thought, oh, we should get another, we should get another. And it's like, let, let's use some, you know, common sense here. Let's not get crazy. Let's do the right thing. And by the way, um, when you're dealing with little ones, although the gift of funds and so forth, um, they, they don't really appreciate, however, the long-term impact of, you know, how that helps towards their college and things of that nature is relevant. So it should, yeah. you know, it's, it, there the is fu- consideration. The future self that. will be happy they have it, Frank. We, we know that as we All deal good. with clients who do that. Yeah. And then the other thing that, you know, I always like to remind people this time of the year is, is we start getting into what I refer to as uh, bonus time, you know, which is, you know, people are getting, you know, bonuses that they, you know, they typically get year end. Sometimes they get raises and things of that nature. And so just, you know, we always say this, but we don't think of it, you know, sometimes, which is save first before spending. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you're getting, a, you know, an extra dollar in $10,000, 1000 whatever, um, save first. You know, we say put some towards wealth accumulation before you do it towards the wealth enjoyment and make sure that you're doing it in the right fashion, which is rather than, hey, get it, this is extra money, wasn't planning on it, or you know, hey, this is a good time to do this. The, the real thing would be is to allocate and save first before spending. Yeah. Agreed. So having said that, you know, and hopefully everybody's going to, you know, go into the holiday season with the right frame, you know, do a budget. And when I say a budget is, you know, what, what's your limit around spending? Decide before you go. Identify and put together your list so that you know, you know, when I'm going out there, what am I looking for, and could I get it online better or cheaper, or whatever the mm-hmm. case might be, and then know where you're going to be financially so that you don't end up with the hang- holiday hangover. But the last thing that I always like to touch on on our December show, you know, since you know by the time everybody gets us, this is going to be coming into the first week of December, is really a couple of things. Uh, first thing is is that by year end there are certain financial things that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So for those of our clients, 
who are over 70 and a half and they're dealing with required minimum distributions, meaning that they have retirement accounts, IRAs, that have to have money taken out. That money has to be withdrawn, the required minimum distribution, before December 31st. And not taking out your right amount of required distribution has a hefty penalty, it's 50%. Yeah. So yeah. those are relevant. Don't be waiting till the last minute to do it. If it's not already done, it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. The second one is, is that many people have what are referred to as um, health reimbursement accounts, HRAs. Health reimbursement accounts are accounts that are provided by employers. If the money that was put into that health reimbursement account is not utilized by year end, just like FSA, flexible spending accounts, the money reverts back to the employer. So if you have money in those plans that have to be used, you know, if you need glasses, you need dental work, you need anything like that, get that money utilized by year end. For HSAs, which are health savings accounts, health savings accounts carry forward. Uh, we're very big proponents on the financial side to build up those health savings accounts. They should be invested properly. And by maintaining those you know, throughout your lifetime, and the reason being is they do grow tax favored, and later in life, when we have, you know, typically I say we're like older cars, you know, cars great when it's under warranty, typically doesn't need a lot of work. <laughs> but once we're out of warranty, as that car gets older, you know, things start to break. And when they break, they're not cheap. It's kind of like our stories, which is as we get older, we start to break down a little bit and it's not cheap. That's when those health savings accounts sure. should really sure. kick in. So I would tell you that those health savings accounts are relative. Uh, the other ones are, you know, with regard to uh, deductibles for uh, dental, health insurance, things of that nature. Um, if you've already satisfied your deductible for this year and you've got stuff going on, you want to go and, you know, whatever you got to get taken care of, I would do it this year. On the other side of that is if you've not used your deductible at all this year um, and you know that you want to get some things done or you need, you know, certain things addressed that aren't urgent, um, those you might be pushing off to next year to start working on next year's deductible. Just food for thought. Mm -hmm. And then Dave, you know, since you know we're in the financial side, we're always talking with regards to saving for retirement and 401ks, IRAs. Maybe you could just give just as a little refresher for people of, you know, where they stand by year end with regard to maximum. So if you're having a really good year, you need some tax deduction. What, what room do I have in my 401k? You know, do I have any room left? Yeah. Uh, what about, you know, some of the IRA issues? And by the way, IRA, you can, you know, extend that into, you know, right up till right you know, April deadline. 15th yeah. next year. So you're good. So, but maybe address a few of those for our listeners. So, so Frank, those that max out 401ks, you know, those that don't and, and you know, they're going to get to the year end, whatever they put in, they'll put in. Those that get to the maximum limit, like, you know, for someone under the age of 50, it, you know, it's uh, 19,000. So that's you. That's me. Okay. So I'm in that group. Um mm -hmm. A lot of times you'll hit that before the year end. And if you do, what you want to be mindful of, this is a way of conscious, you know, consciously paying attention, is how many clients do I know that don't actually realize that they do that and then those last two or three or four pay periods, their pay, their checks are higher. And, you know, it'd be wise to like pay attention to that and then save it. 
So because it, it's a four savings. That's one of the things about 401k plans that people tend to like, Frank, is it, it comes out first. So they don't have an act. They don't have instant access to it. You know, Dave, as you were saying that, it reminds me of um, one of the things, which is, you know, for years we've told clients utilize wealth coordination accounts, have money go deposit into mm-hmm. those before you put it into your bill paying account. Yeah. And so we've been, you know, advising people about that right along. And we just recently had that new account that came out, which is called Flow. Flow. Yep which would actually capture that money for people because it's not their bill paying account and it would allow them then to make a a decision about the money which is intentional whether I used it for wealth enjoyment or I use it towards wealth building. So having that wealth coordination, the um, reserve accounts built up that captures that money that allows you to save before you spend would be critical and it would automatically do that. So by the way, if you didn't do that this year for our listeners, that might be on your Christmas list to yourself to get yourself an account that captures money before you spend. And this way when adjustments occur, you're picking up on that. It's proven through experience, Frank, and um, those clients that do that are saving money more dollars than those that don't, right? And they're not living very less at all, you know, um, and they tend to be in more control. And if they're over 50 and they want to catch up on the 401k, you know, they got up to 25000 that they can do. That's my group. That's your group, Frank. Yep. So, again, they can be mindful of that if they're hitting that number. Um, and I know this isn't necessarily a retirement plan conversation, but also understanding the difference of are they doing pre-tax contributions or are they doing Roth or post-tax contributions, right? We've had conversations around the impact of both of those. You mentioned earlier RMDs, required minimum distributions for those folks that are 70 and a half. They understand the, the difference of having to take money out and paying income taxes upon the, the withdrawal versus those who are now retiring with Roth 401ks that they put money into are not having to deal with that at the end of the year and can take dollars out tax-free. So, again, going into 2020, probably something they should be revisiting, you know, know what their options are and decide if they should be filling up one bucket or the other. It's a great point. And then the last thing that I typically like to hit on, um, just as we're talking about this, is you know we're getting into year end, and um, up until this point in the year, the markets, uh, especially you know, equities and so forth, sure. have been a very good run. You know, it's interesting um, when we got into December, you know, last year, you know, the markets were tanking, and you know, very few asset classes, if any, uh, made money. But here we are, and we've had you know a good year, nice recovery since uh, last year's sell-off in December occurred. And so, what I always tell people is, don't be complacent. Uh, don't think that the market always goes up. It's not supposed to. There's supposed to be volatility. What we get in the form of a return is called you know a, a risk premium. We yeah. get paid yeah. for that risk. And so, as we see all these things in the news whether it be on trade and China, we hear about politics and volatility does come into the markets from time to time. We should always be assessing what level of volatility are we comfortable with? What's our real risk tolerance? And this is a good time of the year to reallocate and make sure that, hey, if I really don't have the heart for a lot of volatility, I've had a good year, maybe reallocate. If you're in portfolios that we do for a lot of our clients, a lot of these portfolios systematically rebalance, so it's built into that. But if you've been kind of running your own deal or you've been in your 401k and you've been having, you know, a nice run up and you don't reallocate, 
this is a great time of the year, especially with the market the way it is, to kind of you know do an assessment and see where you're at. Yeah, yeah, very good point because you know that you know the different balances can be affected, Frank, at the course of the year. One one side of the account could have went up fifteen percent, the other side could have stayed flat, or you got it. Maybe made two or three, and now you're overweighted. And long term, we know overweighting can cause really big volatile swings. Perfectly said. So. And then, you know, keep in mind for our listeners is that in rebalancing, a uh, couple of just basics with that is um, IRAs, retirement accounts that are all pre-tax, never an issue in rebalancing. Yeah, There's no taxable simple. events. Uh, when you are rebalancing on a taxable account, you could have some tax issues. And so with regard to tax issues, and I'll end on this, which is you should be assessing where you are. Uh, do you have any positions in your portfolios that have losses? Um, would you be best served to address those losses by year end? I would talk to your advisor and talk to your accountant um, so that you know, do you have gains that you can set off against losses? Uh, what about sure. carryovers, uh, carry forwards? So these are all things that you know, over the course of the next 30 to 40 days um, before the end of the year, should really be addressed because once you come into January 1st, you know, if you have losses in your account and you sold something else and you had a gain, that was the opportunity to offset that gain. Yeah. So you need to be doing that this month before you're in. And, and Frank, just to close with that, you know, our lives get all so busy. We're inundated with a lot of stuff this time of year. It's impactful to spend an hour, you know, it doesn't have to be forever, you know, maybe an hour and a half even on your own or with a you know an advisor in your life to just make sure you've got all this done and set up correctly, it could make a huge difference going forward. So well just said. being mindful of that is important. Very good. So for all of our listeners, uh, we wish you a happy and blessed holiday season. You've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This has been Frank Congelos and our guest and co-host, Dave Suki. Have a great holiday season. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. 2019 90460